Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's begin our round preview. Thanks to Game Day Squad, create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy. Eels vs Panthers, Thursday, 8 p.m., Blue Bet Stadium. Madison is named his second row for his first game of the year. So Matt Dewery moves to the bench, and Jack Murchie is out. Hooker, Brendan Hands has been named to make his NRL debut off the bench. Uh, Panthers team news. Scott Sorensen returns to the bench. Eisenhuth drops out. What do you got, Smitty? Well, it's a big game for Ryan Madison, isn't it? Oh my he god! He took the uh, he took the <laughs> he took the suspension over the fine instead of the fine, and he's missed the the opening rounds of the season for his footy side. Apparently, and... they asked him to decide literally Possibly. a few days after the grand final. Really? Yeah. So, like, who, who the NRL did? The, so, whoever it was, the, yeah. they said. Basically, we need a decision because, like, Dylan Brown's come out and said they kind of rushed him into a decision. Right. And it was a few days after the grand final, and yeah, apparently Maddo's just been like, oh, mate, you know, he'd already been sick of getting fined or something like that, and yep. he just made a rash decision. Yeah. And then asked for it afterwards, and then NRL said, no, you've made it. Yeah, and then said, up. look, yeah, can we can we do the suspension? Yeah. Uh, sorry, the, the fine, and the, yeah. I think the NRL said no. Wow. So, yeah. Unfortunate yeah. for, for Maddo, but uh, how do you see this game panning out? Uh, look, I, I think he'll inf- be up for a big one. I think um, he would have been feeling pretty ordinary over the first three weeks, mm. watching his team go out there and play and him not being there to help out. So he'll be in for a big game. I'm sure he'll play really well. He's a great player, Ron Madison. Um, they need a win. Oh. They just need to win. However they get it. <laughs> However they get it, yeah. And and look, that the, the frustrating thing for Eels fans and and – and particularly for their players and coaches, that they, they've been in all three matches to their eyeballs, mm. up to their eyeballs. They were in the they, they took Storm to Golden Point. Um, they were they were right there with the Sharkies, and then last week with Manly, I, I, Manly started really well, but then they come back with a flurry of tries, Parramatta, and I thought, well, this is this is going to be they'll, they'll win this, yeah. And then they just fell to sleep. They they just I don't know. They just it seems like they just clock off. In parts of games, when you just you just cannot afford to do that, mm. and I remember a couple of quotes um, from Brad Arthur last year, the you know, Parramatta coach, is that what he was always striving for for his players to find was consistency within the eighty minutes, mm. and that was their main issue, particularly in the start of the first half of last year. We all know you know they all, they came good at the at the back end and made a grand final, but um, they're just battling again. They're battling again. Mm. And I don't know, is, are they still adjusting to the couple of new players, particularly Josh Hodgson playing at nine? Right? Mm. You know, Reed Marnie was a big part of their team over the last you know, four or five seasons. Are they still adjusting to having a new nine there? Um, I don't know. They, they've, they've showed glimpses of, of really good footy, the footy that you expect Parramatta to go out and play. Um, but they just haven't really been able to put together a, an 80-minute 80, 80 performance yet. Yeah, Eels, I guess, you know, it's so early in the season. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It can turn around, all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe they go on a massive run later. Mm. The the concerning thing for me, though, is is that I would consider the Eels, like, they confirmed to us that they're potentially a powerhouse last year. Yeah. And you would hope they head into this year, lessons learnt, knowing who they are, mm. their identity is strong and clear. And the first few rounds, I just think that they're still trying to find that. As you said, like getting used to certain things. And look, I understand, yeah. like new combinations take time. But, okay, for example, when the Penrith Panthers lost Appy, now you're never going to be able to replace Appy. 
but everyone was extremely confident. What, what do they always say, especially when you're at the Storm? Yeah. Next man up. So Next they just player, right. slot straight in to the system that – and the concern I have with the Eels is like – we haven't really heard that rhetoric of like next man up. It's more like, oh, well, we need to readjust this and that. Mm. And so that's just the worrying sign I have with the Eels. Yeah. And, but then you look at their lineup though, and they're, they're, they're underperforming massively, mm. massively. Like Clint Gutherson, Sebo, Will Penasini, Wunga Blake, Bailey Simonson, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. That, that's your, that's your backline. Like they are seasoned players. Mm. And I know there's a couple of young fellas in there, but they, they've they played more than enough games to get their job done. Then you go to the front row of Campbell Gillard and Junior Bolo, Josh Hodgson coming off an ACL injury, of course, but he's he he was at a time one of the better players, not just in the NRL in the in the world. Yeah, um, playing at, at number nine. Um, yeah, they they've got a team that are, are underperforming massively, and now the challenge gets even greater. They take on Penrith, who have had a week off. Mm. They will be fresh. They'll be keen to put two points on their premiership table. Mm. Um, or after you know a bit of a a shaky start in round one mm. um, against the Broncos. The Broncos played extremely well, but they got they got things back on track just yeah against the Bunnies. Well, I had think... last week off, and now they'll they'll be looking to really sort of get their season underway. I reckon this week. Well, I think it's like a really good example of like the difference of where the clubs are at. When the Panthers got ambushed, they didn't panic or I'm not saying the Eels were panicked, but what did they do? They just went, you know what, guys, we lost, but we kept them on, I think it was like 13 points or whatever. Yep. They just went back to their old defensive, simple game plan the next week, yep. got the job done. And whereas the Eels, when you look at like, okay, that first game, it was a low scoring game, but every game outside of that has been like yeah. 30 plus points. Well, they're, they're conceding on average like 26 points. Wow, and then and then add that on to averaging fourteen errors. Oh. So you know, one plus one equals two. Equals, you're one hundred percent right. Well, it equals. It's going to be hard to win footy games. Yeah, when you concede in that many points and you and you're turning the ball over as much as they are, like fourteen errors a game. That's that's a high number. Mm. When you're doing that, what you're doing is. You're making it hard for yourself to win. Yeah, and like I said, they've they've been in the three matches that they've played. They've had opportunities to win, mm. but those stats there, they're key stats to to going in and and getting the two points. Well, uh, you look at like imagine if you could bring that twenty six points down to twelve, mm. and then you could bring that error count down to six. Imagine this; they'd be blowing teams off the Just park. Half it. Just half everything. They'd be blowing teams. Like, because their attack is clearly there. Like, points are not yeah. an issue. Yeah. So, hopefully they can. Um, I think it's – I'd still back them in to make the eight for sure. Yep. Um, but they've got to definitely sort it out. But just quickly on the Panthers. Interesting game for the Panthers because they, they could play on the emotion of we got beaten by the Broncos, we got beaten on St. Helens. Mm. Let's go back to the basics. How do you think they're going to come out against the Eels? Are they going to be a really simple game plan again, do you think? Or – I. I, I for them, I just think take the emotion out of it. Mm. Take the emotion out of it. You've had a you've had a week off. I'm sure they would have taken their opportunity to freshen up a little bit um, and just get their energy levels right for this game. It's it's a big game. It's it's you know grand final replay as a lot of people like to coin it. But um, they, they go to Combank Stadium. There'll be a big crowd there Thursday night. You know rival Western Sydney type mm. of stuff. Uh, take the emotion out. Just yeah. go there and play their style of footy. Mm. You know, get through their sets as as you know. You mentioned Kempi. Go back to your your boring old defensive structures that it's really hard to break their line. Mm. 
make yourself really hard to score against. They'll get enough points to win it if 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 they defend their try line mm. really well. Well, I mean, I think we discussed it last week, but as it stands, Penrith Panthers is still the best defensive side in the comp. Yeah, and they're sitting fifth. And yeah, so <laughs> it just shows you that like that's why they're the best. So yeah. it's a cliche, and I'm sure fans are sick of hearing it. Yeah, but well, across like sitting fifth, they've only played two, two games. games. Um, but you, if you have you know best defensive stats across an entire season of 27 weeks, which it is this year. Mm. They'll be, they'll be sitting top of the ladder. I mean, you can build everything off that. So hopefully the the eels can take a leaf out of that, and and because um, mm. their attack's incredible. So great clash! I cannot wait. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Now we've got Storm v the Tigers. <sighs> Smithy, look, please speak to me. What is yes. happening at the well, Storm? Well, I want to hear your thoughts first. Okay, break break the, break it down for me. Break it down. <laughs> well, look from outside looking in. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people will try and point to all of the outs the Storm have out. And look, I, I can, I'm there with you. But the outs don't not drop the ball for you. They don't not miss tackles. Now, on the weekend, they actually were pretty good with the missed tackles. But before round one and two, they'd missed the most tackles uh, of any team in the comp, which is, you know, I know it's a cliche that gets tossed around all the time, but that truly is unstorm-like. If there is one thing that you guys could do, it yes. was defend, especially one-on-one. Yep. Um, and so I don't know whether it's inexperience. I don't know whether it's fatigue. I don't know whether it's, you know, they've got what Christian Welsh, who's a senior player in the forward pack now. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, maybe there's not as many people to turn to as they used to. Whereas when things got tough yesteryear, you know, Bromwich and Kafusi, well, both the Bromwiches, they could just go, you know what, boys, can you lead the ship or lead mm-hmm. the, the charge and we'll mm-hmm. follow you. Uh, but unfortunately, if you keep leaking all those points and making all those errors, you just you're never going to be able to build any momentum. Yeah. Well, if you heard Craig Bellamy's comments after the Titans match, they were pretty damning. Mm. And he had he give these players a real whack. He he spoke about care factor. Mm. And and he just doesn't know whether his players care enough. Yeah, wow. And the commitment to the team and to the jersey and and to the game that they're playing, that to me that that's the biggest Wacky you can get from anyone yeah. is when the coach comes out and, and questions your care for the for you know, your team and, yeah. and the jersey that you're wearing. Um, Such a proud jersey too. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it is. And and you know you can talk about the injuries and you can talk about you know the amount of young players that are playing there at the moment. But you are right. There's an expectation for those players to go out and and make tackles and hold on to the football and and make good good decisions when they have the football in hand. The game on the weekend against the Titans like that. That, that's another game of football where the Storm, they were leading by 12 points mm. just before halftime. They, they had an opportunity to, to, to go into halftime at 12 points up mm. and take a, a really commanding position into the second half. But they continued to try and push the envelope a little bit with their football. Mm. And they, they, they were looking for opportunities to make line breaks. They were looking for opportunities to score points. And by doing so they were bringing sort of low percentage plays into their game. A mm. couple of errors later, the Titans, you know, capitalize on, you know, some loose passes, some loose hands, and they score points. Mm. They go into halftime down by six. Only five or six minutes after halftime, the Storm find themselves down by six. And it's just through that 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 football where, you know, they just they didn't have to play. Mm. And, I, and I think there were some moments throughout that, Particularly, you know, the last, you know, the second 40 and the last five minutes. So the last 45 minutes of the match, that's where I think Craig Bellamy made his comments from was that 
they just he just didn't see enough care from his from his troops, mm. from from his players. And and I think if you look over that game, mate, there was there was probably, um, you know, a few of those errors come from some of the senior players as well mm. in that footy team. So you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have put them to task in the review of that match. Would have happened quickly. It's a short turnaround for for them, um, and they'd be back to business this week. Oh, I hope so. Now, quickly with the Tigers. Uh, Adam Dewey has been moved to fullback, stains to the wing. Uh, Wakem will start at 5'8". It means Nofaluma drops out. Mm. The Tigers, Api Korosau is such a good example of like, there were periods where Api Korosau was looking like he was playing poorly, but it was because like <laughs> no one was going with him. Yeah, well, and, and in the end, it was just, he was trying to do everything. Yeah. Which is not our game. Mm. It's just not our game. And and Appy's a he's a wonderful player, a wonderful player, has been for a long time, mm. but... You know, he needs some help. Needs some help massively. He's making the tackles. He's oh. trying to make dummy half runs. He's trying to set up players on the outside. Something. He's trying to do yeah everything. But we all know that it's a it's a it's a team game. It's a team sport. Just get your individual roles done. Mm. Okay, put some trust in your teammate. Get out there and get your job done. Your teammate will get his done. And when they do that, players like Appy and Adam Dewey, the ones with you know that 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 special gift, that special talent. Um, they'll 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 come up with the big plays. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind the move actually. Adam Dewey going to fullback. Well, it's an interesting one though because like so, I think Dane Laurie's on the bench, and so you've had a whole preseason. I assume with Laurie, like there was some conjecture around Staines getting the spot, but Laurie ended up getting the spot. You move Dewey to the back. The thing is, it's like you got to stick with it now though. Yeah. You can't just go boom one week and then he comes back. Like, you got to stick with it. Well, that's the issue, particularly with your spine players. If you keep chopping and changing in for one week, out for another, in for two weeks, you know, it just it becomes so messy mm. and and you know, like every player can't play a same style. Mm. So then when you're chopping and changing particularly with your you know, your fullbacks and your halves and whatnot, the style of footy changes. Yeah. So Basically. all of a sudden, week to week, like the other players around him, just going, right? Well, what are we? What are we? What game plan we got this week? Yeah. What style are we playing this week? Okay, we're changing them, and you just start getting confused, and it's not a great situation to be in. Now we're going to head to a break, and after the break, we're going to preview the massive clash of oh, Dolphins oh. versus the Broncos. Let's go.